Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're now listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. Foof. How's it going? This is the part where you check in and you, you thank the gods that you quit your job. Uh... <laughs> Oh my God. A little beam of light is shining over oh me right now. Oh my God, rainbows. I'm so you peaceful. You got out at the nick of time. <laughs> I'm like over here shaking in the corner. Yeah. Poor Nicole, she's fetal. Oh my God. I mean, Autumn, like when I tell you, like if I was to say you dodged a bullet, you, you dodged a spray of bullets. Dude, holy <clears throat> crap. I cannot even, like let me just, this is the Murphy's Law. Do you believe in this? Have you I, ever, I you do. know this concept, right? Like, mm-hmm. what can go wrong will go wrong. Like, why is that? Why can't it be what can go right will go right? Why? Where's that law? Who's Murphy? And well, what the f- was his problem? I really think you've done something in the past life to make everything go wrong right now. I, it can't be. Somebody Google this. Who's Murphy? Find out who Murphy is and why he did this to I me. I thought he was a scientist. Oh, is it like a quantum physics thing? Hang on, hang find on. Out, I'm find Googling out. The Google yeah. box is working as fast listen as to as Listen to this. What's happening? Oh, my God, dude. I would say it's too famous, but it's almost just like it's too unbelievable is kind of the... So, all right. I start working on this new show, right, for Spike. It's called Sweat Inc. Right. And originally, and by the way, let me preface by saying that I, the, the executive, this these people treat me so great. Like, they're just lovely. They treat me lovely. Like... They're always consulting me. Like, I, I really feel like an equal. I really feel like I have input. So that goes without saying. But the days are insane. They're insane. I, I, I don't, I've never, I mean, I've done daytime TV. I've done competition reality. I've done, you know, losing it, which was like kind of like follow along. I don't know, reality, whatever. Nothing. This, it pales in comparison to the schedule that I have had. Oh, really? So, what is oh, it? Oh my God! I mean, it's like we we get up, and and, and originally they were like, this job's gonna be perfect for you because you know it's not out of town, so you'll get to be with your kids, right? Which why are you laughing? I just love it. Like, that's where you should have known. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so easy. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was. It's in town, which means I we can really cram. Girl, I it was like, oh, it's gonna be six weeks. And we're going to do 10 episodes. And I was like, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I made my loser quote and I can do 10 episodes in six weeks. Yeah, 10 I'm episodes. I'm just going to roll down the hill oh, and shoot a mama. couple things. That's right. That's a deal. Yeah. You're fired. Kaboom. Yeah. I, I literally was like, oh, my God, six weeks to shoot 10 episodes. Like It would take three months for me to make the same money on loser. I was like, this is going to be. Needless to say, we most of the time we shoot in Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. Some of the time we've been shooting in Pomona. The days are four, oh, 14 God. hours, really? Pomona, which is two hours from my house both ways. But they were sweet because they got me a car because I was like, I, I already got pulled over by the police trying to get home. And, I mean, because the cop was like, really? He looked at me, right? We had worked 16 hours in total that day. Oh, your I poor had, little face girl, just bedraggled. I, I, he looked at me and the cop pulled me over and he goes... Have you been drinking? It was, mind you, it was 2.30 in the morning, right? Oh. And I go, no. And he oh. goes, he wasn't being a jerk. He just goes, you sure? I go, dude, I go, I know I look. Like, I wish like I that was, was the problem. I hard and put away wet, but I am telling you I'm sober. And he's like, where are you coming from? And I was like, I am coming from a 16-hour shoot day. And I, I'm just trying. I got to get up for my kids. At seven in the morning, and I, I'm just hauling ass trying to get home. I have no excuse. And he actually was like, slow down. I was going like 85. And he was like, I get it. Slow down. 
don't let oh, me catch that's you. Nice. You know, yeah. And I, I deserve. And I said, I go, I really deserve this ticket. And he goes, just get, out, get. What's wrong with you? Get out of here. Because I, I knew I was like, well, Nicole, will just do traffic school online. <laughs> yeah. But and you're out of it because he let me go. I'm really good with studying. Yeah. So I mean, but so listen to this, right? So the days are insane. In the midst of all of it, my son. I've got to try to remember everything that's happened. My son comes down with hoof disease, hoof and mouth disease. Have you heard of this? I don't. I mean, I've heard, I don't know what that what it is. I mean, I'm aware of no. I don't hoof know what that mouth. means. It's a it's a horse disease. Somebody Google this. But in children, yeah, foot and foot. Oh, in children, it's called foot and mouth. Foot and mouth. Hold on. Yeah, foot and mouth disease. Here it is. Uh oh. It, it affects cloven-hoofed animals <laughs> and wild bovids. I'm not kidding. It's horrible. And in children, in children, it's foot and mouth. It's the same thing that horses get. It's hoof and mouth. What is it? Uh, all I can tell you is it's like blisters on Ugh. their mouth, their hands, their feet. Their throat is so sore that they can barely like they they're crying. It's the freaking worst. It's a virus. So. He gets that. Heidi gets bronchitis. Okay, I'm mind you, as I said, I am working all day, every day. I like this is all going on, and I'm I come home like at 10:30 at night one night, and I was so and like and the problem is, I was getting up so early and I was working so late that I I wasn't seeing my kids, so they're unraveling, mm-hmm. and I'm like I can't. You don't understand. I so we would work so late, and we would even if we had to be in at 11 because we'd work till two in the morning. I still had to get up at 7 a.m. Right. to see my kids, right? So I'm I'm literally going on. I'd say in two weeks I was had maybe 20 hours of sleep. I was leaving myself. Oh, oh my God! So hold on, because I'll explain to you what happened when I tried to fly to Atlanta with no driver's license. I got a cavity search after I tested positive for gunpowder after the Fourth of July, which is a whole nother freaking. So listen, you have no idea. I'm on the phone with Nicole. I'm like, hi, God, I have a license. How is it? So, so listen to this. So one night I come home, and Heidi is in the kitchen hysterically crying. Phoenix is hysterically crying. It's 1030 at night. I'm like, like, what I'm is like, happening? can't be happening right now. She's like, he's not breathing. Meanwhile, he's crying his balls off. I'm like, baby, he's crying, which means he's breathing. So he's breathing. He's not blue. No, he's not. Like, she's so sick. He's so sick. My little Haitian, thank the gods, has been exposed to every horrible thing under the sun and has managed to stay immune. <laughs> a little lubal. Thank God. A little lubal. I've like seen it all. Malaria, cholera. Lubal's like, I got your hoof and mouth and I'll raise you. <laughs> what, what? Ebola. Like, this kid's got it all, right? She, She's not sick. Thank God. So this is going on for like two weeks, right? I'm falling apart. I'm so tired. Now I got to drive to Pomona. I got my little sister a job for a summer on the show as a PA, right? Cool. So now we're driving to Pomona an hour and 45 minutes both ways, okay? Both ways. But I have a car picking me up. Hold on, I'm drinking my Lucky Jack. I got a p- car picking me up. So we're on set. Nicole, it's the one day Nicole does not come to set. Right. And she's like, you don't mind if I can, I, you know, work from home today. And I was like, what's she going to, you know, what's she going to do in Pomona? Right. So I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, that's fine. Cut to Lauren, for some reason, spontaneously projectile vomits in my trailer and continues. And I'm her ride because she's staying my sister. I'm her ride because she's staying in my little in my little uh, in my guest house at the farm. So Lauren's vomiting. In my trailer from like two in the afternoon on and they're, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. They've got these like, gross little sandwiches and usually I bring food, but normally I would send Nicole out, but I was like, I'll send Lauren out for food. So we don't have food. Lauren's vomiting her brains out. I'm so tired. The day is insane. We finally get done. It's nine o'clock and we're getting in the car to drive another hour and 45 minutes home where we've made my little sister a makeshift puke basket out of cardboard and trash bags upon which she vomits all the way from Pomona. Oh, my God. All the way back to Malibu for an hour and 45 minutes. You know, like, I have a crazy gag reflex, right? Yeah. So as she's heaving into, in a closed capsule of a car, this poor driver, 
I felt so bad. I'm, I'm like, mm. oh god. Oh god. And meanwhile, I'm like, Lauren, this better be, this better be food poisoning. Because listen, listen to what a monster I've become. My little sister, my baby 22-year-old sister, is literally her intestines are coming out. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone with her mom, who's my stepmom, because Lauren's my half-sister, right? And I, I'm on the phone with her, and, I, and I'm like, listen, you, you got to come and get her. She can't go to work tomorrow. I can't take care of her because i got to get up in the morning and go to Pomona. And frankly, I want any disease that she's carrying as far away from me as possible because I can't. <laughs> Right? I, I don't, I'm dodging bullets left and right. Hoof yeah. and mouth, bronchitis, some projectile vomiting disease. I'm like, come get it. Get it out of my get it out of my house. I don't want to see it. My little sister's like, oh, sorry, dude. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> right? It's horrible. All the way home. Aww. The next day. Poor thing. Right? Meanwhile. <clears throat> all right. So then. The, was this the day? Yes. So then. Was this the day that the dog got attacked by the coyote? Yep. Right. So now. <gasps> I saw this photo. Richard, Richard almost didn't make it. Itchy. I would have been so heartbroken. Dude, so I get in the car, right, with my vomiting sister to find a text message from Heidi that says, and you know how she does this to me, right? Like, the kid's school's on fire, stop. Right. Or, you know, oh my God, look at the snake, the rattlesnake, dead air. Yeah. (laughs) So it says, this is worse, I've decided. Ready? It says, don't panic, stop, which is the worst. Don't oh panic. God! Why? Why? What am I not panicking? Right, right. <laughs> I'm panicking. Call me. Stop. I'm like, oh my God! So now I've decided like it's the end of the world because it just said don't panic, which is not normally what she does. So now I call home and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, Richard got attacked by a coyote. I'm like, oh my God! I'm like, honey, what happened? So she went to take the trash out. And she didn't realize that he wasn't behind her when she came back in and heard him screaming at the door. And this this coyote, like, almost killed him, right? So she's like, he's here. He's a, I'm, I can't leave the house. And I'm an hour and a half away because I'm just leaving. And she couldn't reach anyone because Nicole wasn't there, right? And my sister's vomiting and not answering the phone. I don't know why she didn't call Paige and Chloe. I wasn't getting any calls or text. I just want to throw that out there. Really? Really. Or else I would have t- done something. It wasn't like I just shut off my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So, so she's mm-hmm. like <laughs> a liar. You know she's lying. So, so judge, judge, Heidi is it. like, I've been trying to reach you. I can't leave because no one's here. It's nighttime, and I'm like, babe, he's got to go to the vet now. You know, he's he could be in shock. He's not the girl. We're Going th- forward, I love Richard. <laughs> <laughs> All those dogs, but Richard has a special. I will come and take Richard to the vet. Well, we get on the phone. Please right? call me. Now I'm driving home from Pomona, and we're, I'm texting with our one vet. I'm like, I don't know, you know, what should we do? And she, she's, you know, sometimes doctors can be really laissez-faire about like, well, if he's not dead, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I think he's in shock. You know, he's got these gaping wounds. Like, we're freaking out. And they needed to be, he needed to be on antibiotics. He needed to be stitched up. The dog was like... Richard, no. vicious little Richard, who opened Caesar Milan's finger, was catatonic. Okay, thank God this vet comes to the house and gets him because Heidi called this one guy and she was like in tears because she's like, my dog was attacked by a coyote. I've got my two small children. I can't leave the house. My partner's in Pomona. This is all. I'm like, this cannot. This is just insane. How, How nice someone came. This guy was call? so That's badass. He came to the house, picked him up, took him to the, took him to the office. I ended up getting home and then. I, Heidi, because I was so done. Heidi went out, picked and got him, got picked him up from uh, from the vet at night after I got home, and then so Nicole's like, I'm like, listen, get your ass to Pomona today, because <laughs> I, I was like, I was we like, saw it coming. No, you should have known. I should have known. Well, because I, I didn't hear a single word from anybody all day, and then I got a random text from Aaron saying, hey, um, is Lauren feeling better? And I'm like. Lauren feeling better. What's happening? Yeah. And then she gets home that night, and I get, you need to come to Pomona tomorrow. Richard was attacked by coyotes. And I'm like, wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> and Lauren threw up all over my trailer. You have to come. Oh, my Because gosh. it was like, when my sister's there, she's like my, quote, handler. Yeah. So I'm like, this is fine. I can just use Lauren as my liaison, and, you know, I don't need Nicole to be in Pomona, and it wastes three hours of work time with her in the car right so i was like well i'm not gonna you know she can get way more done if she's not in the car for three hours so i was like yeah stay home 
And then I'm like, I need you there. You have to be there. I'm like, I was starving, and the dog almost died, and then there was vomit. There was vomit everywhere. I'm (laughs) 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 And over here, there's Autumn. Oh, my God. Going to Paris, you bitch. Going to Paris. But then I have some trivia for you. Now, Murphy's Law. It was created by an engineer, a developmental engineer from the Air Force. Okay. Named Captain Edward A. Murphy Jr. Mm. And it was based on a test that he did where there were several wires that could either be connected one of two ways. And it turned out they were all connected wrong. And he almost died. So everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Oh. Interesting. I almost died. <laughs> I've almost died. And it's not over. So listen to this. I get a one week break in between shooting, right? Where Animal Shorts has managed to find me one day. Because by the way, you know I have a book due. I've got to finish the small group training manual for Body Shred. Uh-huh. I've got to, we revamped the Group X manual. I've got to write a special Body Shred program for 24-hour fitness. I'm in the weeds with my workload. On top of Everything that I owe the partners with clothing line approvals, Slim Soul food line approvals. I mean, you name it. I'm in the weeds. Mm -hmm. I want to die. Yeah. And so this week, right? So Heidi, it's been three weeks that I've been working. This week, I've got like a shoot for Nat Geo, the podcast, a press shoot for Spike. We've got production meetings for the e-show that's coming up. I'm like in tears. and, And I'm trying every spare minute I have, I'm putting towards the kids. And... Guess, Heidi, she relapsed. Oh, no. She relapsed. And I'm positive it has hoof and mouth. I'm positive of it. Oh, no. (laughs) Dude. Dude. That monster. Worst. (laughs) Poor thing is like, I'm sorry. And it's so sick. Listen to how it's so sick it can't breathe at night. So oh, it's it's like <laughs> I'm positive it's dying in the middle of the night. I took her chin and pulled it down towards her chest to try to, well, and she slept through the whole thing to try to open her airways. And it worked, <laughs> but then it closed its mouth back up. And then I thought about putting something between its teeth to keep its mouth open, but then I worried it would swallow it and choke and die. Can you imagine? Yes, I would at least get some peace and quiet. <laughs> this is what I've been dealing with, dude. How does this happen? I don't know. It's not How awful. does it happen? How does this happen? And then Lou Ball comes downstairs this morning, and I will admit her nose is a little bit crusty, and she goes, Mama, I'm sneezing. I go, oh, no, you're not. Mm-mm. No, you're not. <laughs> she goes, but I sneezed. I go, no, you didn't, honey. No. No, sweetie. That was in your imagination. Mm-mm. I'm pulling some brain tricks on her. Winners don't get sick, and you're a winner. That's right. We're winners. Yes. With an I. There's no I in team. Okay, we all know that after an intense workout, the faster you can recover, the quicker you can get back to your workout. Your recovery time after a workout is really important to preventing injuries and hitting the gym hard again day after day. Now, Recovery Max is a fast-absorbing post-workout formula that comes in both a cream and a spray. It's designed to quickly relieve the pain of intense training and help accelerate your recovery. The ingredients are 100% natural. Recovery Max increases circulation. It helps to reduce lactic acid buildup. It relieves sore and tired muscles, and it helps prevent muscle strain that could injure you and prevent you from working out for months on end. Now, Recovery Max is an Australian formulation that's proudly made in the USA. It's the only product with Arnica, emu oil, rosemary oil and it provides natural long-lasting relief that won't leave your skin greasy or leave you smelling like a medicine cabinet recovery max is made for women just like you to help ease you through recovery time and achieve your fitness goals order recovery max post-workout cream or spray today from recoverymax.com or search keyword recovery max on amazon address something i think there's a lot of confusion about this term superfood uh i in fact we're gonna do a little study here i'm gonna conduct a study okay uh i want you all to tell me what you think superfood is i'll start with jay because i know he'll get it wrong uh superfood is a food that contains a extraordinary amount of nutrients okay 
what are your thoughts, Nicole? Sorry, I'm eating M&M's. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> superfoods. Um, in my head, I always thought of superfoods as, as um, things like acai berries, the ones that they push as have high in antioxidants, oh. cancer-fighting foods. Um, okay, okay. Garlic. Got it. Kind of intense. Okay, and where does the label come from? I don't know. The internet? Interesting. <laughs> Jake? Um... It's just a good combo of words. Okay, so it's a marketing Marketing? Ploy. Yeah, it's a marketing ploy. It's not any sort of scientific label. Like, you'll never go on PubMed and Google superfood studies. Like, there's there's no such thing. And, Jake, you actually did kind of get the sort of general consensus, right, is that the thought is these are foods with high levels of micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals to help keep the body immune, fend off disease. But the the problem is that there are a lot of misconceptions that go along with that kind of nomenclature. Um, and one is that, uh, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're making a promise. It's a superfood, as in it's, it's better than everything else. Well, the reality is a plant-based diet is, everyone knows, a predominantly plant-based diet is the healthiest way to eat. So you don't want tons of processed carbohydrates, you don't want tons of sugar, and you don't need tons of meat. You don't. Mm -hmm. Now, with that said, if you think that, oh, well, I had a superfood, the best way to eat is a plant-based diet that has variety. Period. End of story. You want variety in the in the foods you're choosing. And I look, I love my superfoods, quote unquote. I, I try to get them in there for sure. But I think the other misconception is that you can't eat too much of a superfood, which isn't true. That's not true. Any food, like... If you were to label coconut oil a superfood, which most would nowadays, it's still very fattening. Yeah. Like somebody the other day was talking about bulletproof coffee, and we've talked about it on this show before. And they're like, yeah, I put two tablespoons of this and that. I'm like, that's like 400 calories of oil, dude. Yeah, but it's a superfood. I was like, what do you think that means? What do you think that means? Like, it's a, it's a healthy fat, but you don't need 400 calories of it. But before you go any further, Ooh. because I don't. No. Can you list off a few? I mean, I think of I think of kale and that berry. What what else would be labeled sure. as superfood? Sure. I mean, people are everything from onion, like garlic and alliums, like onions and garlic, uh, cocoa nibs, acai berries, makwai berries. Always, there's always a new berry that someone's come up with. The goji berry. There's always like the superfood berry, and then it could be you know things like coconut oil or avocado or. It's some seed hemp is now a superfood. And ironically, it's usually like some sort of exotic food that's not in the in the food chain normally. Like hemp seeds to your chia seeds have become a superfood now. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's not that they're not good for you, but, you know, so are walnuts. They're really good for hangovers. Where did you find her? <laughs> I don't know. Did you, like, I mean, were you on some sort of, like... Like plenty of fish looking for my assistant or like what are you on grinder and you found her? Where did you find it? You know I called it on a Sunday night when I was having problems with my cable. Uh -huh. Sunday night, right? I'm like I got two kids, I'm exhausted, it's a work day the next day. All I want to do is watch my cable TV. I just want to watch my HBO and the cable's not working and I needed to ask her some question about the modem and this and that. So I ring it up, it's like nine o'clock and it goes, Hold on, let me walk out of the bar. I can't hear you. I was playing Sunday trivia. Sunday night. I yes. was playing trivia. That's the best trivia night. First of all. You don't say you're it, at the bar. You never tell them where you are. You could be hanging upside down over a keg doing a keg stand. <laughs> Hold on, Jill. Mom, Mom, I'll be right back. It's my boss. Did <laughs> you teeter your way out of the, the bar trivia? Air quotes. I'm going to continue eating my rainbow of M&M's. Oh, you. God. Really? Where did you find me? The biggest boozer in the room? God, eating M&M's? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you know my dog was attacked by a coyote when it didn't come to work. I told you that, right? It's yeah. Your, it's all your fault. Yes, it is. I know. Poor Richard. I was waiting on a shipment. No. No. Of what? Of I, what? Whiskey? I'm a, a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. So... Uh, that so 
that part of the misconception is that it's like, oh, it's the panacea of foods. Like, if you just eat these foods, you'll never get sick. You'll never die. You can't gain weight. Because when you think super, you think Superman. Like, this food has superpowers. And they don't have superpowers. And in some cases, some of these superfoods have just as many nutrients as other very common vegetables. Spinach. I mean, it's just, I love them, and that's great. But don't spend 20-something dollars on a bag of goji berries, unless if you have the money, great. But, I, I mean, it, it's there's going to be just as much vitamin C as, like, probably a freaking strawberry. So, okay. a cherry. Know. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, cherries are, if we hadn't all had cherries as, you know, a very common food in the States, this, someone would go, oh, my God, these cherries are superfoods. Like, they're really good for you. They're both really good for you. Acerola cherries are unbelievably high in vitamin C. Probably more so than a lot of these superfoods. So these foods are great for you. But again, remember, like you can't eat as much of them as you want. It's not a panacea. The best way to eat is a variety of foods, not a handful of superfoods. And another thing that you also need to keep in mind is that just because it's a superfood, is it sprayed? You know, is there a ton of pesticide residue on it? Like alliums and garlic and things like that generally don't require a ton of pesticide because... And this is where you can just Google the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So you can you can sort of see which foods require more pesticides because mm-hmm. they're thin-skinned. And uh, like things like broccoli and things like... Now, broccoli, by the way, a superfood with regard to nutrients, but it's not labeled as one because it's common. So anyway, make sure that just because it's a superfood, you know, make sure that it's not sprayed with crap or it's no longer a superfood. Does that make sense, Adam? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, and arsenic from imported foods. Go ahead, Jake. Go. I've, I've got a good article if you want to incorporate it later. Tell me. Um, Ten affordable superfood alternatives. Oh, hit me. Okay, let's see. Yeah, because that's the thing. They bill you for this label. A uh, ton of money. Yeah. Regular, it looks... Uh, we've like, got... is broccoli that superior to uh, asparagus? I mean, like, these things are all, you know... Pretty much equal vegetables and fruits. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look at this as a list instead of having it. It's one of those websites where I have to keep clicking. Oh, great, Jake. Oh, just mm-hmm. great. Well, while he's oh, looking at Lord. that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I got him. Oh, he got it. Go. Cauliflower instead of kale. Sauerkraut instead of kimchi. Lentils instead of quinoa. Yeah. Whole almonds instead of almond butter. Roasted chickpeas instead of nuts. Brilliant. Collard greens instead of kale. Raspberries instead of goji berries. There you go. Uh, millet instead millet. of quinoa. Millet instead of quinoa. Yeah. Sesame or flax seeds instead of chia seeds and cranberry juice instead of pomegranate juice. You make the best point right there because the things that are on the, the, the ladder, right, are more exotic. Right. They're less common. They've got super – it's a freaking marketing ploy. What were you going to say, Tombster? No, I just feel like such a sucker. You can, are. Can we label kale as a marketing ploy so I never have to eat it again because it's disgusting? Really, you think so? It's I don't gross. really care for kale. I think it tastes like yard. I have to force I love, it down. Yeah. I love spinach. Can we just do that? Do we switch? Yes, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yard? It tastes like yard. Like, it just tastes like you picked it out of the yard. Like, dirt. I just... I don't like it. <laughs> yard? I mean, if someone's mom made it for me, I would eat it with a smile, but I would never pick kale on my own. And it's sharp. It's hard to chew. It I just feels don't like, like Yeah, it feels like a weed. You're eating Ugh. plastic. Oh my god, you animals! <laughs> I know. Everyone in LA pretends to love This from the girl it. that's eating poisonous f- dots over here. Hey, it's green. <laughs> yes, artificially so. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. I just because I can't. Well, I have a question though. Oh. Are we are we trying to wrap this up? I'm sorry. Well, I we do were, have one but, more question. Yeah. With regard a to the short segments today, because yeah, well, everything has been about an hour long, even though you guys won't know what I'm talking about. But well, we can we, save this for another day. We record for you know a bunch of segments, and all of them have gone to about a half an hour. So I just needed something short and sweet. But no, no, no. What is it, Autumn? Oh, forget it. No, just do it now. <laughs> well, I was just wondering, you know, all these swaps, like with the vegetables and stuff, is the a lot of questions about raw food. Like if we oh. eat these veggies raw, our no, superfoods. No, no, no. no, that's a great question. So, so here's the answer. Um, okay, you don't want to overcook your food in water because, like, have you ever? Uh, 
you boil a vegetable and you pour the water or you steam it. You pour the water out and the water's green. Yeah. So there are ways to cook the food where it retains most of its nutrients. But if you eat a lot of this raw stuff, this food raw, it'll make you super gassy. Because the, cell- the fiber, cellulose, please tell me I'm remembering that right. Jillian Michaels, cellulose. Here we go. The fiber in these vegetables uh, a lot of times is very – am I getting that right? Am I getting the right word? I'm tired. I'm right, right? Yeah. Fiber and vegetables, cellulose. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it, it doesn't break down. It's hard for us to break down, which is why people get really gassy. But when you cook it, it's sort of like pre-digesting it. It makes it easier to digest. The key is not to overcook anything. Honestly, people will go crazy about this, but I, I've read a lot of stuff, and I nuke the food. It it re- retains its nutrients. You do it real quick. Or what if you like, microwave fla- veggies. like blanch it? Yes, or you blanch it. Okay. Um, and by the way, other foods uh, are not as bioavailable unless they're cooked. And for example, tomatoes, much healthier when they're cooked. Lycopene is far more bioavailable, meaning easier oh. for your body to absorb. Okay. Um, so it's kind of interesting. People will say raw food, raw food, raw food, and then you have macrobiotic, which is all about digestion and bioavailability and how the food is prepared. And I, I'd be real careful with eating things raw like that all the time. We'll be all the time. Yeah. Okay. So if the lycopene is a lot easier to digest when it's cooked, does that mean they cook like tomato juice before they con- they put it out there? They do. Tomato juice? Yeah, they oh, say like tomato juice tomato is a sauce. high, oh, because it's got a high concentrate of lycopene in it to help with heart disease. This is a good question, actually. I don't know if they if they heat tomato juice. Maybe they well, don't. Well, I would think they, they would do. like have to do. Oh God, Autumn, I'm gonna sound so stupid. Right well, now. we all Some sort of like pasteurization process or something to. Yeah, well, juice places though like cold press all that crap, don't they? The no. truth when when lycopene when tomatoes are cooked it. it increases the bioavailability of the lycopene. So I would say tomato sauce will be more bio-provided, by the way. And that's the other thing I forgot to mention, now that this segment's going on 20 minutes and I wanted it short and sweet, is provided it's not overly processed. So, for example, green tea. Oh, it's a superfood. Well, in America, they cut it with a bunch of other cheap teas, and a lot of the stuff you buy in stores has like, been totally processed and has a bunch of sugar in it. So just because it says green tea doesn't mean it's the clean, antioxidant, like, you know, natural, in its most natural form. So that juice could have a ton of salt, a ton of sugar, if it's clean and natural. And, and by the way, tomatoes heavily sprayed with pesticides. So you need organic. Just toss it out there one more time, the oh the V8 juice, you know, yeah. that's packed with sugar and everything. Is it? And Just so much sodium. Salt. Give yeah. give Dad a quick message to, that it's not good for him. Hang on. Well, if you get the low sodium, like, is it good? Even the it? low sodium is just less than the other one, but that's, that's it's really high. I know he likes it, but he's been drinking, he always drinks a ton of that and then a ton of, uh, now he's got Gatorade, low-calorie Gatorade? Gatorade. No. Low no. calorie Gatorade. No like on the Gatorade. Thirty bottles in our house now. Oh my God, no, 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 no. There was G2 Natural, which wasn't, which wasn't that bad. I thought I don't think it had any of that artificial everything in it. V8 doesn't look that bad. Oh boy. Reconstituted vegetable juice. I might be wrong then. Uh, water and concentrated tomatoes, carrots, celery, beets, parsley, lettuce, watercress, spinach. Contains less than two percent of salt. Vitamin C, natural flavoring, citric acid. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I, th- I think you're looking at the wrong one. I didn't tell you the whole... It's the V8 juice one. Oh, the splash? Oh. The V8 splash, yes. Okay. Oh! So it's like it's still drink the vegetable stuff. Yes, Hold yes. On. Sorry, V8 splash. Maybe they've changed it since last I looked, but it's also really high in potassium, That the tomato version. But isn't that a good thing for your... Oh! Whoa! High fructose corn syrup. You lost me there. He's Tell him no. High fructose corn syrup is mooey mall uber bad you shouldn't drink sugar we think we all agree with that right yeah, i agree don't do that don't no well now that i'm gonna get sued by just about every <laughs> by campbell's uh with a bevy of lawyers on retainer can we please wrap the segment up are you guys done i'm done done thank done. god all right 
check this out. People often ask me how they can burn more calories throughout their day, and they think it's silly things like just taking the stairs. And while that certainly doesn't hurt, it's certainly not a solution, and it will make an extremely negligible impact on your calorie burn. But standing instead of sitting is huge. You will burn one and a half times the calories when you stand instead of sit, and it's so much better for your posture. And this is why we are talking about Very Desk, who is our new sponsor. I love them so much. And basically, these guys will ship you a desk that's totally adjustable. It's an adjustable standing desk, and it sits on top of your existing furniture. So you don't have to throw away your desk. It doesn't cost a fortune. Models start at $275. And literally, this would be the equivalent, just replacing four hours of sitting with four hours of standing to 130 additional calories per day. That's a big deal. That's a huge difference. So this is an affordable and efficient way to retrofit your desk to a stand-up desk. Just visit verydesk.com for more information, and that's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot C-O-M. I have one. Love it. Love it. All right. I'm obsessed. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is literally the most comfortable bra I've ever owned. It's super smoothing. It's invisible under every outfit, which is so important. And the cups are made out of memory foam, which happens to mold perfectly to your shape to give you the perfect fit. So let me tell you what's made this so comfortable. Beyond the fact that it's tagless, it's foam padded, it has a hook and eye, it's got smoothing microfiber, it's got memory foam. I mean, what more could you ask for? In the past, we've all had cup spillage, cup gapping, slipping straps. Is this sharing a little too much information? I'm just trying to be helpful here. I'm telling you right now, I can wear this bra with everything. It's awesome. It's got gold hardware, which just gives it a nice little, a little touch, a nice little design touch, pleated straps. Third Love stands behind this product so much that they're willing to let my listeners try this bra for free. That's crazy. What happens when you send back a used bra? These guys are animals. They're animals. So you get it for free, free trial offer. You pay $1 for shipping. You can wear it for 30 days. You can take the tags off and wear it. You can wash it to really try it. And if you love it, keep it. Then they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back for free. Your card will not be charged. And if you don't know your size... A friendly online fit specialist will help you find your perfect fit. It doesn't get better than this, people. Go to www.thirdlove.com forward slash J-I-L-L-I-A-N to get a hot new bra. All right, Jill. Uh, is the love doctor in the house? Totally. You wearing your, your lab coat? Are you ready for this? The doctor's in. So we have Denise on the line that has a question for the love doctor. She needs your advice. And it also happens to be her birthday today. Hold on, everybody. On three. A one. A two. A one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Denise. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Yay. We didn't do the Thank you look like you a monkey. Thank you so much. And you smell like one too. That's what my kids do. We just kept it <laughs> we just kept it straight for you because this is a love doctor segment and we're all about boosting egos here, not tearing them down. What's going on, friend? Well, uh, 38 was completely a bust. I'm Aww. hoping 39 starts out better because for whatever reason, every guy I met last year has been married basically or otherwise attached and for example i went to south africa and happened to meet a guy there while i i was getting ready to return to the states and we started texting and talking and like video chatting and everything and you know for about a month and a half just really great talking to each other and next thing i know i'm on Facebook one day, and people start congratulating him on his engagement. 
What? He tried to he tried to tell me it was a vindictive ex that was spreading rumors, and then the next thing I know, I've been you know completely shut out, and no you know, no conversation as to what happened just gone. And then Whoa. a couple of weeks later, he popped up and he's like, "Oh, I miss you so much. I miss talking to you." But by that point, I was just like, "I'm over this. I'm done." So Whoa. moving on is not the problem. It's getting started. Whoa, that's heavy. He ghosted her, guys. She yeah, got, we were talking about ghosting. She got earlier. ghosted. All right, what a prick. <laughs> um, hold on a second. Give me a few other examples, okay? I need to put okay. this in. I need some history. Um, I'm getting some chapstick while we chat because the doctor's lips are chapped. So if you hear any rustling, go on. A guy on a train. Where? And um, well, I I live in Jersey, but I work in New York. Okay. And so in your hometown. Yeah, roughly. Okay. And met him on the train. Got talking to him, and next thing I know, he's invited me out for a drink. And I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. You know, we kind of clicked. We're getting along okay. And about half the way through the the drink, I'm sitting there talking to him, and something's not fitting quite right. And I just flat out asked him, I was like, are you married? And he's like, okay, let me tell you a story about this. And he oh. just did this whole song and dance about, oh, how happy his wife would be to meet me. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> okay, okay. Another one? Uh, let's see. Um... I've had a couple who actually have handed me off to their wives to be like, my friend, you know, like, they'll chat me up, and then next thing I know, they're like, yeah, my wife needs friends. Here, go talk to her. Um, Whoa. And okay. Then, and then, of course, I have had the ones that went a little too far, and next thing you know, I I had one, I guess, I guess the last time I came close to doing anything big, at least, the lady was really cool about it. She just wanted to know how far her husband had gone. and So this is, okay, so this happens all the time, you and these married guys. It's, yeah. It's, and uh, you don't know they're married the, I, until, like, not when you meet them. Right. I do a ring check. I try to pay attention for, like, cues and stuff, if they mention somebody else. Or, and even with the guy in South Africa, I had gone through his Facebook page looking for, like, photos where any girl popped up routinely or anything else. And they all looked like photos where he was out partying, just random people, no, you know, familiar faces over and over. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm doing my due diligence. I'm just getting kicked. Um. Okay, question. Uh... Let's see here. Are there any red flags with these guys? Uh, see, that's the thing is, it's almost like I'm searching for red flags and I'm not necessarily finding them. It's it's usually like, are they unavailable? No, not usually. That especially with the guy from South Africa, that was the really odd thing was. Well, plus there was the time zone change. So, you know, playing with six hours ahead. Take is... him out of the equation for a second. With the others, yeah. there's no, no, like, brush you off, unavailable, shady behavior, not returning texts, none of that stuff? Mm, no, not really. It, it was always, and a lot of them never got too far because if I had any suspicions at all, I'd just be like, okay, what's the situation? And then some of them would still like lie or whatever, and the next or the next thing you know, I'd be getting a call from the wife. I was like, oh, what? Jesus! All right, because my there's something about there's some sort of connective tissue here that that's attracting you to these guys, and that's what I'm I'm trying to kind of figure out because. I mean, it's one thing to meet somebody on a plane or a train, and that's fine. But there's also dating sites. You know what I mean? Like, what's the mm-hmm. one everyone's doing with the swiping? What's oh, that? Tinder. Yeah. Tinder. There's Tinder. I actually, I'm so bad. I've tried the whole online dating thing before, and it just makes me a bundle of nerves. I just don't do well at it. Yeah, but honey, I mean, at least it's like you got a lot better of a chance of kind of discovering if somebody is single. True, Jake. I think I just came back in at the right time. Tinder is uh, my specialty. Oh! And it's a great <laughs> intro. I mean, I'm not into online dating either. I tried, like, OkCupid, like, a year or two ago, and it was, like, really weird. Tinder's awesome. Right. It's super easy, and it's basically, like, if 
you think they're attractive and they think you're attractive, then you just talk if you want to talk, and that's it. But do you know if that person's single? Not necessarily. No. There are people who use it who are in very committed relationships, really? and they use it to play around. It is known as the affirmation application because people just use it for people, mostly use it <laughs> for people to tell them they're pretty. Stop. But there is another one very similar to Tinder, and it's called Hinge. In which case, you can only get in a network of your friends on Facebook's friends. So this way, they see who it is, you see who the mutual friend is, and you can ask about them. That's good. Do that, because then you'll know if this person is married. Also, there's another one I want to recommend. It's called It's Just Lunch. Oh. And I believe that one does have a startup fee um, because it's matchmakers. But they basically set you up with somebody else. Um, and you go out to lunch with them. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, it's just lunch. And a matchmaker oh, can vet if these guys are married. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, I point this out not to give you a, a simple solution because there's obviously something more at play. But the, the thing is, if it's not a deeper issue, then you will automatically go to those two options. And this will, for the most part, stop happening. So, okay. it, you know, you're, you're, it's a filter, basically. You're, you're filtering mm-hmm. out married guys for the most part. Um, by the way, this is why you keep 20-year-olds around because they know all this web <laughs> stuff. There's no other, honestly. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're what are they, naked, ups, upside down doing a keg, what is that keg stand? A keg stand. <laughs> but this whole internet thing, this is why us old people keep these kids around. See how helpful that was? <laughs> well, so, another thing people like to do with Tinder and why a lot of oh, married people, a lot of married people and people in actual relationships use it is because they'll be on a girl's night or a guy's night and they want to see all the cute people around them at a bar. So they sign up <laughs> for it. They can do it for a one mile radius Stop and they start it. they start, start swiping right to meet up the group of girls with a group of guys to no. meet some guys to like hang out with no. for the night. Oh I haven't God. been that lucky yet, but oh my God. I've had much success there, on one-on-one. There is another one for oh you. Oh, my Grouper. God. Grouper is where you go on a group date. So you get two of your girlfriends to go out with three guys, and you all hang out to have fun. You guys can pick the guys beforehand that or just complicated, see what happens. complicated, because what if like, she likes one guy and the other guy likes the friend? Then we're having a jello wrestling competition. <laughs> okay, well, this is where this is where we cut the mic for and the 20-year-olds. But... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Autumn. Thanks a lot. Now we've all been scandalized. Again, where did you find your replacement? On Grouper? I think that's where you found her. I think I found her on Tinder. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, my God. All right. Well, it was helpful to a point. But, the, okay, so look, there are some viable options. I'm not sure about the grouper one at, at this point, now that we've advanced the conversation to its, its <laughs> potential end result um, of jello wrestling. But with, with that said, this hinge thing sounds actually great, and this just lunch thing sounds great. So it does. You, but you don't want to do it. So, uh, so I'm, I'm hesitant, but... I don't know. I actually had toyed with getting on Tinder, but again, I had heard it was more just like hookups and stuff like that, which isn't really what I want. I have friends that are getting married off that damn thing. Uh, two couples. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I met mine on OkCupid. Andy met Tate on uh, Tinder. Dad met Carol on uh, uh, the other one. That's how everyone does that yeah. nowadays. Heidi's sister met somebody on Match. Match, that's her the one. Fian- her wife. On Match. Yeah. yeah. I crashed one a birthday my, party. One of my best friends actually got married off of Match. But, yeah, it just, I don't know. Every time I've ventured for it, it just doesn't work. I don't know. I just, I think I get too bogged down in the details, and that's why I was thinking, okay, maybe Tinder. But at the same time, I I don't know. It just. Here's <laughs> what oh I gosh. think. One I, more thing I have to do during the day. My first, my, oh, all right. Here's my first instinct with you. I think you have an intimacy issue. And I I think that you uh, obviously. And you're you're dating men that are unavailable. And I guarantee you there is something they're doing whether you're meeting men in South Africa, which is completely geographically undesirable, and the fact that you're like, "Yeah, this will work." 
says right away I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. You know, but then you met somebody in your hometown and I was like, all right, maybe. But I mean, there there's a common through line is that you are going for people that are emotionally unavailable. And in one way or another, it's not going to work. So whether they're in South Africa or, you know, they're married and married in South Africa, there's definitely something about you that is picking up the fact that these people are not ultimately available. And you're getting involved with them because there can never be any real intimacy. And then the minute you're kind of, it's kind of like, okay, here's a great way of vetting and filtering out those kinds of individuals. You're like, I can't get bogged down in the details. I have too much to do in the day. That's bull. And you know it. It's an excuse. Which means you're afraid of dating somebody who is available on an emotional level. And that's got to be what's going on with you, dude. I also I also spend about five hours a day commuting. And that's one of the things that kind of, I don't know, it, that seems to throw a wrench into everything. No, because you find the time to Skype with somebody in South Africa and to date and go out for drinks with married men. That is not it. That's not it. So... You tell me, you've now met this incredible guy, and he is single, and he wants to date, and he's saying, let's go out. How do you feel? A little bit scared, but definitely want to go. Why scared? Uh, just because, I, I don't know, at, at this point, there's a part of me that's kind of conditioned to feel like there's got to be a catch like he's got to be married or something's got to be just off okay he's he is in fact single you're scared all right there's got to be a catch there's no catch now how do you feel better better but still just nervous nervous about what Mm. Trying to get myself, like, sometimes just getting myself in the headspace and saying I'm doing this. It's funny. It's like once I jump, I'm there. But but what are you hesitant about? I don't have a good excuse. No, 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 no. Try to answer that question. What are you afraid of? I think partly change. Just because with with certain things that go on in my life, there is just a part of me that worries some guy's going to come in, and if I fall for him, he's going to expect me to change a lot of stuff that I really don't want. Uh, I'm very happy with my job and I like the traveling and stuff that I do but at the same time there are certain things that I know that I can do because of the fact I'm not with somebody okay so so there you don't want to have to compromise you don't want to have to make concessions Mm -hmm. which is fine if you think they're significant that makes sense um and are you also concerned like maybe you'll meet this perfect guy and then he won't again he'll be unhappy with you or your lifestyle and he'll expect you to change he won't like you the way you are the life you have then uh yeah to a point but but then honey there's there's more here so the the thing is you you are ambivalent about true intimacy because your expectation is that your lifestyle or you will need to change because this person will be dissatisfied with who you are. And so you're never getting to that point because you're continuing to date people that are emotionally unavailable, geographically unavailable, and it, that's why you're doing it. And I guarantee you can be like, I swear I didn't know I looked for the ring, but there is, a th- I promise you there's a, there's a through line here. There's something, there's an unavailability, there's something that you are going, yeah, this is never going to go anywhere. On an unconscious level, and you're engaging with reckless abandon. Like, I remember I had a friend that shall remain nameless, and he didn't date for, like, the first five years of our friendship. And I remember thinking, like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, I'm sure he was having random hookups, but I was like, what? How come he's not dating? Like, he's successful. He's good looking. Like, what is the issue? And then we went out of town. 
and we lived out of town for a little while, and uh, he met somebody while we were away and decided he was in love. And I was like, this is unbelievable. You met somebody while we're halfway around the world, and now you're in love? And I was young. I was much younger. And I remember talking to my mom about it because he was devastated. And my mom was like, oh, honey, it's perfect. It's the perfect way that he could feel safe falling for somebody because he knows that there's no way it will ever work out. And that's what you're doing with these married people. And what you have to do is get to the bottom of where this pattern or this concern that you won't be good enough or that you'll have to change or you'll have to adapt or you'll have to shift comes from. And I, I am guessing that this is because this is hypothetical and has never actually happened. No one's come in and said, well, I love you, but you've got to change your life. That this kind of conditional love has a more historical origin, no? Uh, yeah, and I think I know from where um, I grew up in the Midwest and for a very, very long time, my mom tried to basically push me in the, you know, married right out of school and she wants grandchildren and blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't where I wanted to be. And I feel like I've fought against that so long. Okay. Well, there's another part of it then. You know, then there's that part of you that's rebelling against that. And there's a part of you that, did you feel like if you weren't the daughter that she wanted, you know, it, you were a disappointment to her? Mm-hmm. Okay, sweetie, this is so deep. I mean, this is this is deep. This is like a rebellion against that. It's like the mom that says, are you sure you want to eat that? And then the kid goes in the room and is like, F you, and eats that and 10 more bags of it. You know, it's, it's that, yeah. and it's also the fear that it's like you, you know, you weren't, you didn't live the way she wanted you to live. And therefore, you know, you were a disappointment or less lovable or to have made her happy, you would have had to change. And, you know, that sounds like obviously a mother is an extremely like primal relationship for us. It's very um, I can't think of anything that's more significant on our modeling of relationships with other people. So no wonder you're going to think, oh, I'm going to meet the right person, but they're not going to be happy with my lifestyle. It's it's exactly what you said. I'm going to meet the guy, but he's going to want me to change and not live, do this with my job. And it's everything you just said your mom wanted you to do. Not yeah. not travel, not this, not that. And this is where, you know, understanding, having an understanding of where this pattern comes from is helpful. But you 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 have to do this, this deeper work and process this. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, otherwise you will continue to... Either do one of two things, you know, attract people that are completely and totally unavailable or attract somebody that it will be uh, like your mom. So you can project and play out all those patterns with that individual. And yeah, that's, I've, I've been there, too, and right. snapped out of it and freaked out and left. So. And went the other way. But the, the uh-huh. reason you can't go to the middle is because this issue is currently unresolved for you. You're still trying to resolve it. And it, you, the only way that you can resolve it is by processing it and then identifying the patterns when they come up and engaging in a completely contrary behavior, which is the kind of cognitive sort of aspect of it is like very behavioral therapy. But the, the deeper work, as my mom would say, that the deeper psychological work is is really where you need to focus. And I highly recommend, I mean... We all can benefit from doing some therapy, and this is this is throwing a mm-hmm. huge wrench and a massive component of your life. You know, our romantic life is a huge component of our life, and this is this is a big deal. So I yeah. I highly recommend some some therapy. Yeah, thank you. Just you think know, about I, it. I told myself I wasn't gonna cry today. <laughs> mm. I was like, you could try to make me cry. I just know she will. You know what? I, I, it's not that. Um, I, I just want you to. I, I want you to have some. You you wanted to kind of explore the pattern, and and right. that's and that's important. But you know, being able to work through the pattern is 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 way more important. And and that's where you know I we can't heal that pattern on a phone call. You know, we can we mm-hmm. can kind of identify some some key issues that need to be worked on. And and that's where I really think that if, if you truly want to change this and progress and find fulfillment in this component of your life, these, these issues need to be explored. 
Yeah. But don't worry, we all have our issues. Yeah, I we're we're messy. <laughs> <laughs> we're all messy on this, this side. Gonna, we're kicking off thirty nine with the whole with a with a with a with change positive change in mind. Yes. Transformation. Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. We we love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Denise. <laughs> and we want Thank we you. want updates. I checked the emails, so please keep us posted and I think that thirty nine is gonna be a big year for you. Yeah, me too. All right. All right, yes, I will definitely write back. Thank you so much. All right, honey. Have happy a, birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Best birthday ever. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Oh peanut. Stuff's not easy, dude. No. Sometimes I'm like, there better be a God, because if we're going through all of this for nothing, I'm going to just be so mad. You'll never know. No. (laughs) You'll never know the difference. listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>